Hey, welcome to another episode of the Bible and Life podcast, where we like to give what I call blue jeans theology. That is theology for everyday life. It's rooted in everyday life. It is communicated in the terms of everyday life. It speaks to the needs of everyday life. That's the heart of this podcast. And so I am so glad you're joining me on the show for this particular episode. And if you are new here, this is your first time or you're a recent uh, joiner of the podcast, man, welcome to the Bible and Life. I am so glad you're here. So glad you're part of the Bible and Life family. We have listeners all over the world. So wherever you're listening from, welcome. May God bless you and lead your life as you seek to serve and follow Jesus. And if you uh, haven't yet signed up for my newsletter, I would love to give you a free gift. If you swing over to johnwhitaker.net, right there on the homepage, I have a place where you can sign up for my newsletter. And as a thank you for that, it really is a free gift to you. I have a short mini course, includes three videos and a workbook that all revolves around how to read the Bible and pray consistently and how to do it in such a way that it'll really deepen and build your relationship with God. And that's really at the heart of what I want to talk about today on the show, as well as over the next handful of weeks, I want us to be a people who are rooted in the Word of God, who live our life um, that's in such a way that it grows out of the wisdom and the truth and the instruction of God's Word, so that our thinking is shaped by God's Word, the way that we view life and our life and the world is is informed by God's Word, that we have discernment and insight because of the wisdom of God's Word. And so this free gift that I want to offer to you is really just a way to help you maybe get started reading the Bible consistently, if you haven't been doing that, or as a way to maybe deepen your reading of God's Word if you you have a habit of reading it, but sometimes it feels stale or sometimes it doesn't feel like you connect much with God, or sometimes it just feels like a checkbox on the religious to-do list. I want to help you read the Bible in such a way that it's really part and parcel of your deep walk with God, and it helps you grow your relationship with Him. All right, so you can swing over to johnwhitaker.net. You can put in your name and your email address. That'll sign you up for my newsletter as well as give you access to that free gift. And I, I won't add you any, I won't send you any spam, right? You won't, your information won't be shared with anyone. You'll just be on my email list. And I send out usually two emails a month, one more like a typical newsletter with highlights of the ministry, things I'm working on, or maybe a, a little Bible study in there and some of that. And the other one oftentimes is a resource of some sort that I think would be helpful to you in your own walk with God. All right. So swing over to johnwhitaker.net. I'll put a link to that down below if you're interested in that. You can check that out. All right, with that, let's jump into the show for today. As I already mentioned, I want to begin a new series today on really the centrality of God's Word to your life. And today we want to look specifically at a passage we touched on two years ago on the podcast, I want to bring it back to the fore as an introduction to where I want to go on the series. And so we're going to look at what governs the outcome of your life.
I have heard that the average issue of the New York Times has as much information in it in one single issue as a person living in the 1700s encountered in their entire life. Now, I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know how to verify that. But here's what I do know. That highlights the reality that we are bombarded in modern times with so much information, way more information than many people throughout history ever encountered. That little stat or whatever that is about the New York Times is only part of it. Like think in terms of social media, think through everything that comes through your Twitter feed, your Facebook feed, your Instagram feed on a daily basis, things that you read, things that you think about, all this information. We have the 24-hour news cycle on a regular basis and we can tap into it on our phone or on our computer anytime we want to. We are inundated with information and that means that we have just so many different voices speaking to us throughout the day. We have so many different voices clamoring for our attention. And that highlights really the massive need for the passage I want to look at today, for really the heart of this passage I want to look at on the podcast today. The passage really talks about who we listen to, all the different voices that we could listen to, and what voice are we going to listen to out of all of that? Well, if that was true in the days of the psalmist 3,000 years ago, it's certainly true, more so true in our day and age where we have all this information just coming at us faster and faster and faster. And somehow we're going to have to decide what am I going to listen to? Who am I going to listen to? What's going to govern my life? And that's what Psalm 1 really talks about. And so two years ago on the podcast, uh, I started with Psalm chapter 1. It was the very first episode that was ever released on the Bible and Life podcast. And I started there because I think that Psalm is such a beautiful picture of what I wanted this podcast to be all about, a life rooted in the Word of God. It's a psalm that really has so many ways shaped my life. It's a psalm I've had memorized for years, and I regularly quote it to myself to remind me who I am, what life is about, what I listen to. And I really wanted it to be the kind of the dominant, I don't know, foundation or platform for the Bible and my podcast. Hence the reason the image, the podcast art that goes along with this show, it has a picture of a tree. Because the dominant image in Psalm chapter 1 is a tree. And that's the reason for that imagery on the podcast art. And so let's jump into this psalm. And let's try to understand a little bit of what it, in general, what it's talking about. And then I want to uh, head towards Jesus and what this psalm, how it connects with Jesus. And then what it says to us, all right? And so Psalm chapter 1. Uh, opens the whole collection of the Psalms. The Psalms are a collection of poems, Hebrew poems, that were um, written out of people's walk with God and then eventually collected and put together as sort of the prayer book, the song book almost, of the ancient Jews. That's what the Psalms are. And so they're, they're poetry, which means they use a lot of imagery and a, a lot of figurative language. Um, sometimes they can be challenging to understand because of that. But Psalm 1 
is what's called a wisdom song. And it, it sets the stage for all the other psalms by saying, here is the most important thing about the righteous person and what their life is all about. Psalm 1 really is composed of two big parts, verses 1 through 3 and verses 4 through 6. Um, verse 1 says, how blessed is the man, and he's going to tell us what leads to a blessed life. And then verse 4 picks up where it begins the second part of the psalm with, not so the wicked, or the wicked are not so, depending on the translation. In other words, here's what the blessed man is like, verses 1 through 3, but not the wicked. The wicked aren't like that. They're like this. And that begins the second part in verse 4. And uh, so what we really get is the contrast between two different ways of life and the outcomes of those two different ways of life. In fact, the dominant picture uh, behind the psalm, we already mentioned the idea of the tree, the blessed life is like a tree, he'll say, but the whole psalm itself um, pictures two ways of life. Uh, two very different paths that lead to two very different destinations. In fact, the psalm really answers the question, what governs the outcome of your life? Like, your life is on a path. It's on a path that goes to a certain destination or will have a certain outcome. And the, the, the choice of who you listen to and by listen, it doesn't just mean what you hear. It means who you listen to, submit to, and follow, right? Like in the Hebrew language, which the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, they don't even really technically have a word for obey. Um, they just use the word to hear as one of the words for obey. Uh, because in their mind, to hear and listen to something was to do what it said. And so who you listen to, who you hear and do what they say, that governs the outcome of your life. And so there are two different paths pictured here. There's a blessed path and a not blessed path, a cursed path, if you will. A blessed path and an unblessed path that the psalmist describes. The blessed path is going to be like a tree. And the unblessed path is going to be like chaff that the wind drives away. Notice those two very different images. Tree, rooted, flourishing, producing fruit in the psalm, and the unblessed path like chaff that's so unrooted, so unsolid that it's just blown away by the wind. That's the imagery that's used in this psalm. One life is, is flourishing, rooted, fruitful, productive, blessed, one life is transient, uh, windblown, is just a shell of what it could have been. Like the husk on, that's what chaff is, it's the husk on a wheat kernel, right? Uh, that would just be blown away. In the, in the place where I live, in the western United States, one of the things that can happen out in more rural areas is you get tumbleweeds, which are plants that have been caught up by the wind, uh, they're dead and they're dry and they've been uprooted. And now they're just like this this ball of dry, dead sticks almost. that's just blowing in the wind down the street or across the, the yard or whatever it is. That's the imagery. You have these two very different imageries between a rooted, planted, firm, flourishing tree 
and this wind-blown life that's just tossed around that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, listen to what the psalm actually says. It reads like this. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. He doesn't listen to that voice, right? Nor stand in the path of sinners. He, that's not going to be the way of life he's going to stand in and go. He's not going to go that way. He doesn't sit in the seat of scoffers, somebody who laughs at God, laughs at God's wisdom, laughs at God's ways, who's just going to do his own thing, right? He doesn't sit in the seat of scoffers, but... His delight is in the law of the Lord, in the Torah of the Lord, in the instruction of the Lord. And in the original context, obviously, that would refer to the actual law uh, that you find in the first five books of the Bible that was referred to as the Torah, the law of the Lord. But the word law maybe communicates something in our language that it didn't in their language. It just means teaching the instruction of the Lord. And so his delight is in the instruction of the Lord. That's what he delights in. That's what he uh, finds his pleasure. And that's what he listens to. That's what his life is rooted in. And in his law, he meditates day and night. That means he thinks about it. He chews it up. He ponders it. He reflects on it. That it's just part of how he thinks about himself and the world and life. And he gets his information about life from the instruction of the Lord. He's going to be like what? Well, he's going to be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water. Notice that this, this tree has its roots going down deep. It's firmly planted. It's, it's rooted down deep into the soil, and it's right next to streams of water, so it's well watered. This, this tree is getting everything he needs. He's getting it from the, the instruction of the Lord, and so his, his roots go down deep into the uh, into the soil near streams of water. And as a result, it yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf doesn't wither. In everything he does, he prospers, which means doesn't not the shallow English sense of prosper where you get rich. It means his life prospers. His life is flourishing. Picture that tree whose leaf doesn't wither. It's fruitful and productive. His life is flourishing. Why? Because he listens to the instruction of God. He thinks about it. He ponders it. His life is rooted in it. Now, the second part begins with, not so the wicked. The wicked aren't like that. The wicked aren't like this tree. The wicked's life isn't flourishing. The wicked's life isn't rooted deeply and solid and fruitful. Not so the wicked, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. They're so unrooted that they're just blown about by the wind. They're that husk uh, around the wheat kernel that has to be broken off and then then the wind will drive that away as you winnow the the wheat and therefore he says in verse 5 the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous they're not going to be able to stand there they're not going to be a part of that assembly why not verse 6 well the lord knows the way of the righteous the Lord knows, catch this, the way of the righteous. He is acquainted with it. He's on that path too. He's there with them on that path, walking that path with them. He sees it. He knows it. He's involved in it. That's the path that he associates himself with. To know is to be intimately acquainted with. But 
the way of the wicked will perish. That's where it leads. Notice that two very different outcomes. The, the way, the path that the wicked are on, it leads to perishing. It leads to not standing in the judgment. It leads to being driven away by the, the wind. But the path that the righteous are on, it's known by the Lord. It's involved with the Lord. It leads to a blessed life. It leads to a flourishing life, a prospering life. Two very different outcomes for two very different ways of life. And here's the thing. Jesus embodies this way of life. Jesus embodies the righteous path of a blessed life that's fruitful, productive, wise, rooted, blessed. His life is blessed, that his life is marked by wisdom and joy and blessing. Jesus is the true and ultimate blessed man described here in Psalm 1. And yet, and yet, because of Jesus's unique vocation as Messiah and Savior, as the Apostle Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 3, even though he was rooted in the Word of God, and even though his life was deeply blessed, he became a curse for us, so that we too could enjoy a blessed life with him forever. That's what Jesus did. And, and so he opened up the way of the righteous in a whole new way for us, a way that is, is even deeper and richer than the psalmist understood. And so we can live a blessed life because of what Jesus did for us. Um, and so what is your life governed by? What is the outcome of your life governed by? Which path, in other words, are you walking on? Are you walking on the, the blessed path of the righteous man or the cursed path of the wicked man? And that comes back to where we started with, well, which voice are you listening to? Out of all the different voices calling at you, all the information that comes your way, which voice are you going to listen to? In other words, are you going to delight in the instruction of the Lord? Are you, is your life like rooted deeply next to streams of water, meaning rooted deeply in the word of God and you get your, your wisdom, your insight, your discernment, your nourishment from it? And frankly, this is something that's always been a concern of mine. I, I want my life. I want my kids' life. I want my wife's life. I want the people I know's life to be deeply rooted in the Word of God because it is such a stream of life for us. It gives such wisdom to us. And yet, I'm concerned because it seems like so few Christians really are rooted deeply in the Word of God. There's, their life is not deeply shaped by the Word of God. They don't just they don't just bleed out the word of God. They haven't saturated their soul in it. And so that's my appeal, is, is that we would be people whose lives are rooted in the, the instruction of the Lord, in the word of God, in the teaching of Jesus, that we, we know it, we savor it, we live it, uh, we read it, we soak in it, our mind is full of it. And so it helps us sort out all the other stuff that we hear in life and Again, we, as I began with, we have so many streams of information 
flooding our inbox every day, that somehow we're going to have to push all that stuff to the side. And we're going to have to say, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to center my life on the Word of God. If we're going to be a disciple of Jesus, that's what we do. We're going to center our life on the teaching of Jesus, on the wisdom of God found in Jesus. We're going to center our life on the instruction of God. And as I said, Jesus embodied this. And so over the next few weeks, what I want to do on the podcast is I just want to look at Jesus. And I want to look at Jesus' relationship to Scripture, to the Word of God. And I want that to be really informative to us. We're his disciples, which means we're going to imitate his way of life. And so as we look at Jesus and Jesus' relationship to the Word of God as a good disciple, let's let's say, okay, I'm going to imitate that pattern. I'm going to follow that way. We don't have to be perfect at it. We don't have to get it all figured out. But disciples imitate their master, and thus we want to imitate Jesus, which means in this area of Jesus' relationship to Scripture, we want to be like him. Let's imitate that. And let's arrange our life to be people who have a relationship with the Word of God like he did. So we'll look at Jesus over the next few weeks. We'll figure out how he related to the Word of God. And we'll let that hopefully shape how we're related to the Word of God so that in the midst of all the, the news stories and information and stuff that comes through our social media feed, in the midst of all of that, the Word of God is central to our life. And we listen fundamentally and foremost to the Word of God. We delight in it so that our life is rooted in it. Because your rootedness in the Word of God governs the outcome of your life. Hey, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. I'm so glad that you were tuned in for this episode. If you haven't had a chance to check out the listener's commentary on the New Testament, that is... Uh, really where I'm just teaching straight through books of the New Testament to really help us understand that in their original context. Listener's Commentary on the New Testament, you can find it at listenerscommentary.com. I'll put a link to that down below in the notes below so you can check that out. I've got six New Testament uh, books up on that site already. I will be adding more as I go. I'm I'm currently working on prepping the book of Romans, big book, which will take a while to get done. So swing over to the listenerscommentary.com. Check out that if you want to get some teaching through some of the books of the New Testament. Hey, thanks again for tuning into the Bible and Life podcast. Thanks for being a part of the Bible and Life family. Thanks to all of you who donate and make this ministry and this podcast possible. You guys are a blessing to so many people who you will never meet. I'll probably never meet until we meet on the new earth. So thanks a ton for your support. Thanks a ton for being a part of the Bible and Life family. God bless you guys. I look forward to talking to you again next week.